Welcome back to Couch Potato Radio. Derek Hansen with you on the Mighty 790 KFGO. It's a pleasure to have with us Star Tribune columnist Patrick Royce, live from Fort Myers, Florida, and has uh, been hanging around at the ballpark all day today, actually, getting ready for Twins uh, pitchers and catchers to report on this big news day for the Twins. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing fine. They, uh, the the old reporting day thing doesn't quite work like it used to. They must have 80 guys running around here now. Not that many big leaguers, but uh, a lot of minor leaguers going through various camps. A lot of pitchers, all their young pitchers that they like a lot. They have a two-week change-up camp and a two-week command camp and then a two-week wherever you work on whatever pitch that uh, you, you need the most uh, camp. And uh, as the as January progresses, uh, the, the the bigger prospects show up. But our guy that got traded uh, late last night, Bruzdar, it's not official yet, but he's been here virtually, lived here, and been here the whole whole spring since October. I mean, the whole winter since October, hanging out with uh, Jorge Blanco and Luis Arise, and been here all the time too. So uh, he's a big personality, but uh, you got to give to get, right? I guess so. Uh, did they get enough? I think that's the biggest question. What's your take on that? Well, I do think that they were leaning more and more towards him as uh, as a reliever. They weren't quite sure of, uh, if he was going to be a guy that could become a starter. And uh, I think they like both this Palazovic and uh, Duran more as a starter. And they they want to win this year. Uh, they want to go further than uh, three and out against the Yankees. So uh, they needed another big time starter. Now this guy's only a hundred and fifty inning guy, uh, Maeda, and they the Dodgers have kind of limited his innings since they got him really. But uh, I like him a lot. Uh, I mean that breaking ball is something. When he's good, he's really good. And I think, don't you think they're kind of looking, okay, we got Brios, we got Odorizzi, and they're going to be here with us from start to finish. But uh, Rich Hill will show up in June or July, and uh, by then maybe Maeda's got to become a reliever. And uh, But they they want seven options here, and they they got them now. I think the Shashin was more than just a, uh, just a minor league signing, too. I would not be surprised if he makes the club, because, you know, these guys, they think they can fix people. He lost his slider last year, but they've, uh, you know, they kind of re- rehabilitated Anibal Sanchez before they let him go, and they uh, they rehabilitated Martin Perez for about three months. So I think they figure they can fix that guy too. You got to say one thing about these guys, Derek. They are proactive. <laughs> they don't just hope somebody's going to get better. They do everything they can to to uh, see if they can make them better. Well, you know, when I first car- started covering the Twins, as you know, in the you know mid two thousands, you know J D. Durbin was untouchable, you know, and Francisco Lariano and all that. Ne- you know, to never make that move to maybe get over the hump. And if you're going to say anything for the people who complain about that, it's hard to argue with this. You just don't know if this guy's actually going to work out, and that's the magic of trades, I guess. Yeah, and you don't know if Bradderall is going to be a star or just pretty good or what, right. what he's going to be. He's a great kid, by the way. He's a character. Uh, as I said, I interviewed him last year for about this time of year, maybe even a little earlier, late January. And uh, uh, he had me laughing through an interpreter. <laughs> That's how funny he is. He's, uh, and I'm sure this is a hard on Louis Ryan. I tried to find Louis today, but I couldn't. He's around here somewhere. But they're big buddies from Venezuela, you know. So yeah. it's uh, I'm sure it's tough on him. And, but, hey, uh, here's the other deal. Uh, the 
social media, and I love Twitter. I'm a big Twitter guy. But that's not the Twins audience. You know, they're you know they're they're mad that they didn't spend 200 million for Madison Garden or 100 million for Madison Bumgarner or whatever it was. But they aren't thinking people buying tickets. They're you know they're they're only 10 percent of the audience, and uh, I think the uh, regular Twins audience is uh, pretty dang excited right now, and they're selling a lot of tickets back home, and they're selling a lot of tickets for spring training, even though it's harder to sell tickets for spring training now. Because it starts uh, February 20th and it ends March 23rd. It ends before spring break. So yeah, uh, I hate it. It's harder to sell tickets, but uh, they, uh, they're, you know, the, the excitement uh, of the uh, of the fan who walks up to the ticket window or goes online and buys tickets is, is, uh, is probably much higher than you'll find on Twitter right now. Yeah, no question. Patrick Royce with us, Star Tribune columnist. And you, you mentioned about Gratterall. I actually thought that he eventually be maybe the next Chapman, just a late innings guy, a late innings, innings reliever before it's all said and done. But he must really want to start. Is that the whole situation with him? No, no, no. I don't think that's it. I think it's them. They, uh, they, they think they need a starter. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they, they need starters. And, uh, well, they, here's the other thing. They want to win. And, uh, you know, the, the Dodgers said, Okay, the Red Sox tell us we got to get a Gratterall to make this trade. So, you know, if you want Maeda, you got to give us Gratterall. So, that's that's how that worked, I think. And uh, you know, it turns out he could be turn out to be great. You know, but uh, we'll uh, you know the Twins are you know they didn't sign Josh Donaldson for four years to finish third and behind the Whiteys and the Indians. I'll tell you that. So, no, that's for they're sure. They're trying to they're trying to win in the mid nineties and uh, get to the playoffs and. You know, come at you with Maria Sotorizzi, uh, maybe Pineda, and this guy, and think they have a chance to win. So we'll find out. Yeah, and with the, you know, I think the White Sox you mentioned—that's going to be that's the team to watch, right? They got good pitching. They pitch uh, pick up Keuchel, so that's maybe they're are they going to surpass Cleveland? I, I right like now? this guy better. I like this guy better than Keuchel. Let me yeah. say that. I, I, I like me. I, I he's got better stuff. But I, you know, I certainly would have taken Keuchel. I think the thing about the Whiteys is if uh, they had three of their best young pitchers with Tommy Johns last year, that Kopech, Kopech, whatever it is, uh, and you know, Rodone, Rodone, who's, Rodone, who's been around, he had it. And then they got another kid, I think his name is Robinson, three of their top prospects missed last year because of uh, or three of their top fairly young pitchers. And if they're back and throwing, you know, then they're – that's their whole deal. If they can, if they're just like the Twins. If they can find starting pitching, they'll be pretty good. You and I both had a lot of respect for Terry Ryan in his tenure as general manager of the Twins, but this is a trade I just could imagine him making. I, I mean, no. uh, right? I mean, having that young arm. There's no, still... no, and uh, you know, I love Terry, but the game has changed dramatically, and uh, you know, Terry didn't have a big dormitory with 80 people in it in January of all their young, you know, Dominicans being down here working out every day with a staff of look up their minor league staff. These days, they just hired 13 people with college backgrounds. Uh, their new manager at, uh, at Fort Myers here, class a, which is really the kind of the jumping off point here. high A, are you going to make it or not? Is a guy who was coaching at, the University of Montana slash Billings, uh, which is a D2 school, a guy named Sutton. But they have, uh, you know, they've, they've started by hiring at West Johnson away from a college. But 
that's the new analytic uh, place where they're getting all these guys. Here's my story that I tell you about the difference. Uh, and, you know, I'm, um, I, I, I don't blame the old team, but the old administration, because they just, that's not, they didn't have the crazed analytics that they have now, but they were moving Miguel Sano to right field in 2016, which was certainly a folly of a decision, but I can guarantee you if this operation was moving a guy like that to right field, they would have figured out a way to have him here for three months trying to catch fly balls, right? <laughs> I was here I was here early, like in late January, and I saw him here for two days. They were saying how he was down here working out every day. He was here, I saw him for two days, and then he went to New York and didn't come back till training camp. Spring training started. But the guy giving him outfield instruction was Oswaldo Arcia. <laughs> He's one of the worst outfielders ever. I could guarantee you these guys would not have a guy that moving the right field who weighs 280 pounds being instructed by one of the worst outfielders the Twins ever had. Uh, these guys are proactive. They went, you know, Rocco went and spent three days with Snow and the Dominican last year and just hung out with him and, you know, tried to tell him how much he meant to their future, and uh, he had to get himself in better shape. But it wasn't a lecture; it was a hangout session. And uh, it's a it's a different world, and uh, they're uh, you know, Falvey's comes from the the thought process that we took Corey Kluber, who was a mediocre Double A pitcher, and turned him into a two times Cy Young Award winner. I think it's two times, and. And by finding the pitches that work best for him and giving him command. And that's, that's the big thing. Uh, I was talking to this Palazovic the other day and uh, the kid from Canada, six foot five and really got a nice delivery and good stuff. But he's, you know, they now take him in, in front of that Rapsoda machine and show him, okay, the movement on your ball is perfect. Your breaking ball movement is fine. Just change your eye. In other words, change where you're throwing it. Change where, where your target is. And I mean, they they show these guys this stuff. And then you know, when you know, when this isn't Jim Schellenbach walking around for thirty years saying, "Bend your back, boys. You know, <laughs> keep the ball down." You know, keep and and it's not to badmouth those guys. They they were doing what was available right. then, but it's a completely different animal now. And uh, these guys are at the forefront of that. All you got to do is see the number of guys you get on the elevator with who've got a two uh, an iPad and they don't look up at you because they're afraid you might ask them what they do. Oh, exactly. <laughs> they got secrets. They got secrets. And by the way, this is where all the cheating comes from, don't you think, Derek? Oh, for when sure. You, when you got 35 guys back there looking for an edge, you know, with their iPads every day and this, these mammoth, you know, the Houston Astros fired all their scouts. They were completely fully into analytics and you're just at, you get to a point where you say, well, you got 35 guys looking for an edge. And somebody says, well, I know how I can get a real edge if we don't whether to throw a slider or a fastball. So, <laughs> anyway, Bad. I, I think it's, it's, it's fascinating and it has left me, uh, you know, I mean, I I I don't try to leap into dry, writing about it because I don't understand it. But uh, 
but it's there and it's a completely new animal. And these and the twins, we should be happy that the twins are, I wouldn't say cutting edge, but certainly in the middle of that. They are, uh, you know, they are, uh, uh, you know, right up to date with all that stuff and uh, maybe, maybe beyond up to date. So. Patrick Royce with the Star Tribune calling this, and let me ask you, I mean, you've been pretty close to Tom Kelly over the years, who kind of went on instinct a lot, right? I mean, <laughs> Jack... Yeah, TK go over there. Well, TK comes out of the keep the ball down era, and he's still probably a firm believer in that, but uh, in the uh, in the launch angle era, you know, the, the high fastball in a lot of ways works better than the, the low fastball, because they want to go down and lift. They want to go down and lift now. Mm-hmm. And you know, TK also comes from an era where you didn't like strikeouts. <laughs> they offended you. If a guy struck out 130 times, he was going to send you out of here. David Ortiz, example A. And uh, he wasn't the manager when they got rid of him, but he certainly wasn't saying this would be a bad decision. No, that's for sure. But, uh, no. but uh, you know, it's you know, the, the, they have now got beyond computers. They got... Supposedly, there's this cameras that have attached to the bottom of Target Field, and I don't even talk about it. But it's it's an ungodly expensive setup where they 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 take all the muscle and fat off your body, and you just see the skeletal movements. And they look and see if uh, if you're you know if you can be more efficient with your skeletal movements to throw the ball better. Can you imagine going to Calvin and saying, Calvin, we need a million for this machine to uh, (laughs) track skeletal movement? Probably wouldn't have happened. No, no. No, when he complained about baseballs, I I don't think Calvin Griffith is going to pay for any type of. uh... And by the the way, I can guarantee you that the cheap pole ads are spending 30 million more on personnel and analytics and cameras than they were when they got rid of Terry Ryan and brought these guys in annually, annually. That's amazing. That really is. How much has changed? I want to leave you with, uh, you know, there's been a lot of pictures of uh, Pat Mahomes carrying around Patrick Mahomes. Who would have thunk in your days of covering, you know, those late 90s bad teams with Pat Mahomes pitching that this young kid would turn into maybe the face of the NFL for the next 10-plus years? Yeah, uh, Patrick was an amazing athlete. I mean, Pat was an amazing athlete in his own right. You know, if he would have taken the basketball scholarship at Arkansas, he would have played with Todd Day and Lee Mayberry and uh, Oliver Miller and that whole collection. That's where he was going to go. But I don't think he had a real interest in higher education because he uh, he took he was a six, fifth or sixth rounder and he got got forty five thousands all the Twins paid him. But, you know, you know what a good prospect he was. You know, he was in the – the Twins were the defending World Series champions, and he was 21 years old and started 1992 in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Never reached the uh, full uh, zenith of what they thought was his talent. Uh, he was a distracted youth. I don't think he had quite the uh, the uh, hardcore, laser-focused, I-want-to-be-great uh, attitude when he was 21 or 22 that his son has. And, uh, but, uh, you know, good guy, good athlete. And his godfather is Latroy Hawkins. Yes. Yes. Very close to him. I mean, very close to, uh, very close to the kid, very invested in the kid. So. 
Well, and I, you know, I know Troy Latroy pretty well from my days covering him and follow him on Twitter. So yeah, he's uh, he's a pretty proud uh, godfather, as you mentioned. There's no question yeah, about he that. He takes it serious. He takes it serious. I don't want to be ethnic about this, but I always found that black folks take that up more serious than we do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. To, you know, they they you know that that uh, that generation. I mean that that ethnic group. They they could. You got an obligation to help raise that kid. Me, I said, it just means you got to send him a hundred bucks on her birthday. Right? <laughs> that's, that's a, is that the whole thing? I mean, you know, so, hey, it's, uh, good luck to you. Here's, uh, you know, here's, here's, you know, it used to be fifty, now it's a hundred. But uh, go get him. Oh. I think I. In fact, I can't tell you how many. I think I only have one, maybe two. I'm not sure. I got a few, but they're all related to me. So I got a cousin and my yeah. my nieces, and that's uh, you know, that's well, that's yeah, that's that's generally most of them, and most most are in that situation. Yeah, so. yeah, it's a little different. I mean, you're right. I think it's a little different. People people really do take it to heart when it's someone who's not of blood relation, and and yeah, they're that's asked probably to do that. even more of an honor, right? Yeah, uh, you know, most people they just go through. Okay, which relatives haven't we used yet? We've <laughs> got four kids or something. That's yeah, I, it's, 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 you know, I know Latroy takes it very serious, and he took it very serious before this kid became the next great thing in the NFL. Oh yeah, he'd tweet about him all the time during his Texas Tech days. I mean, all, all the time. Yeah. So high school yeah. days too. Oh yeah, for sure. So anyway. Well, anyway, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, and enjoy your time down in Fort Myers. I'm looking forward to it. And you, you mentioned you're exactly right. I I hate going this early. I like to go that last week of March because then you kind of knew who the 25 guys were, and you could kind of focus and get all the people of the locker room who were in the way all the time. So I'm just I I don't like how the schedule is set up now, where the season starts so early and still gets over relatively late. I wish they would condense it a little bit, but well. That's uh, they're they're more worried about uh, not being. Uh, Fox does not want to uh, have the World Series carrying over to the upcoming election, and I don't blame them. I think the ratings might be pretty good for that. So, yeah, no doubt. Very good, good, Pat. Not the not that we have to hold our breath to see who's going to win in South North Dakota, but uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, might be more interesting in Minnesota, but not so much in North Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Donald J's got her pretty locked up here in uh, in the Peace Garden State. That's for sure. Uh, all right, all right, very good, Patrick. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Derek. See you. Patrick Royce again with us here on the Mighty Seven Ninety KFGO. This is Couch Potato Radio, and always fun to talk to the Star Tribune columnist. Also does uh, still does radio down in the Twin Cities at fifteen hundred score North, but uh, been there a long time. And he's uh, doing it's not a bad gig. This is my goal in life, right? Is he's got a condo down in Fort Myers and uh, covers the Twins during this time of year. Why not? That's a good way to snowbird and still work a little bit because it's re- very relevant, obviously to uh you know getting stuff back to the twin cities and being the beat there for spring training baseball which makes all of us salivate for spring and summer here if you are a twins fan which i'm sure many of us who are listening to couch potato radio are two three seven five nine four eight if you want to join us you can always uh, text us three five two seven zero and if you want to reach us toll free it's one eight hundred eight eight zero kfgo